Welcome back, everybody, to Girls Who F1. We're really excited to be here today. It's Kendall and Hunter, your duo of the day. Hello. How are you feeling, Kenny? I'm good. I'm good. How are you feeling? I'm great. I had zero expectations about this race this week, and I am pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Expectations lead to frustrations, and <laughs> I'm, I'm having a great time right now. It was a nice race. It was one of those like really, really, really exciting race weekends through and through. So I've missed that. I've missed feeling my heart beat out of my chest, full laser focus on the screen. Yeah. We got that this weekend. Yeah. Okay. So Spanish GP. It's in Barcelona. We love Barcelona. I think it's Catalonia. Hope that's how you say it. It's the region. Catalonia. Catalonia. The first GP was in 1991, before I was born. Love that. And the number of laps, 66. I will say, when it hit lap six of 66, I was like, y'all need to go a little faster. Like, get through this lap. But I, I know. Yeah. I know. I kept looking up. I was like, oh, we're only on lap 12. <laughs> we have so much more to go. But yeah. there's a lot happening with those laps. So it, it kind of balanced out. But yeah. Well, let's just get into it because we have some fun stuff to talk about. This was a great race weekend. All right. First things first, Kenny. Qualifying. I was talking about this with Drea at the bar this weekend. Qualifying felt weird. Like, I don't know how much of it you were able to watch, but qualifying felt like the Twilight Zone Charles Leclerc going out in P1 and then Perez and Russell going out in – not P1, Q1. And then Perez and Russell going out in Q2. I just felt like it was odd. There was rain. It had rained before before qualifying had started. Mm. So there was a lot of rain on the track and everyone was on softs. <laughs> so they were just slipping and sliding into the I wall, saw- into the gravel. Q1 was rough. I think I just saw so many people like hit certain turns and corners. I forget what corner it was, but turn five was a pretty bad one. They're like, it's slick over here. Like, what are we going to do about that? And everyone's just like, keep your head down, keep pushing. And I made notes of like every time someone (laughs) just slid off and it just felt like it was a really hard time putting in a solid lap with that like kind of treacherous corner right there. So, right. It was a weird, weird quality. It was a weird quality. And I was just, once I saw that Charles went out for P19, I was like, I don't know what is going on. And then Russell, then Perez is like, Lando getting P3. It was like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Not that it's- I'm mad at it, but I was like, what is happening right now? Like, this doesn't feel, this wasn't what I was expecting to happen. Yeah. Um, and I've never seen Zach Brown so happy, but we'll get into that. <laughs> so that was the brief qualifying Twilight Zone, really weird. But getting into the meat of the race, like we have to give credit where credit is due. Fucking Max Verstappen. That man was in his own race. He, he was completely in the, it was, yeah, was it was a completely zone. different race. Yeah. Like, and he, so he got his Grand Slam, won three races in a row. So we've got Miami, Monaco, and now Barcelona, which is. Wow. Amazing for him. And he's, he finished a full 24 seconds before yes. the P2 driver came in. Isn't that insane? That's insane. Even like when he was pitting towards the end of the race to go on softs, 
he was like 34 seconds ahead. Insane. I, <laughs> I was like, had, oh, yeah, you're in the best position to do whatever you want or whatever you need to do to just do your own race right now. And he really did. He was That's super incredible. comfortable. He had a – it was a very comfortable race for for Max and for, for Red Bull. So I'm going to do like some snaps for you. Snaps for you. Snaps for you. Um, but I will say what was kind of interesting that – it, again, it was he was so comfortable that it wasn't even a contender. Was he got a black and white flag for track limits, and I think he was trying to push in the last race or the last lap, the last lap of the race to try and get the fastest lap again, maximize the points. And his engineers came back and were like, "Yeah, we can't. Like, you just got a black and white. You've done track limits way too many times. Like." So I thought that was interesting, but again, he was so far ahead that it wasn't even it wasn't even something to like be concerned about. Yeah, there was a lot of like reassurance on the team radio. They're like, "Hey, if you do that again, we get a penalty, but just like you're really in a good place." Yeah. It doesn't mean much, but like can you let's stay within the lines. In particular, it was turn 5 and turn 10 mm-hmm. at the different times they caught him, but it was just unnecessary. I <laughs> I was just kind of confused, but you know, yes, of course, everyone wants to get fastest lap. It's just a nice bonus to a really great race, but there was no need to no. violate track limits, but he finished strong, so we salute you. Good we job. We salute you. I thought it was also funny when that was coming up, you know, Sky Sports is trying to make the race interesting because at that point it was a little bit boring. Yeah. They were trying to cut, like, even saying, we're trying to see if there are ways for Max not to win right now. Like, if this black and white flag, the track limits, the penalty, it looks like there may be rain. Like, what happened? What, how would it impact him? And I think that was a big sentiment this weekend, not just from the commentators, but it was also like what I noticed in the bar too of, I'm happy for Max and Red Bull, but it's kind of getting old. Like, I want to see someone else up there. Um, you know, I feel that way. I feel like every episode, I say, say something along the lines of, I would like to see it getting shaken up. But yeah. It is I what agree. it is. But the other Red Bull driver this week, I'm kind of impressed. But at the same time, I'm like, what happened? Yeah. Perez, again. He got cut from Q2 with the rainy session. He hit the gravel in turn five and basically got cut from being able to go into Q3. He was even dicey. He was on, he was on the fence even for Q1. Mm. So I just think that Perez, maybe he's having a bit of a mental breakdown or he's he just needs to like recenter and go on like a little yoga retreat Yeah, because – Find his mojo again. He needs to get his mojo back, get get back into the competition. I mean, he still finished P4, so P11 to P4. That's still great. But I think yeah. with the car that they have, he could have done better. Like, he could have done more. But. Yeah, I agree. I think also watching Max's race and just seeing him so consistently far ahead of everyone, especially in Spain in this race, versus – Perez just like having to navigate getting through the field. It was very different races from the two drivers. Yeah. So I will say I was very impressed from starting P11 to finishing P4. He really did everything in his power. I think the team did everything in their power to just make sure at least if his qualifying results weren't going to be great, the race still needs to be done. So Mm -hmm. I think they held it down. And yeah, 
but to maximizes points. Maximizes points, but the the spread is spreading for the World Drivers Championship, and now things are getting shaken up, and we're kind of getting towards more closer to the middle of the season, and now's not the time <laughs> to be in hot water during these race weekends. So, uh, best of luck to Perez, but we'll have to see what he does in the next few races. We're excited. We're excited. Okay. Okay. This section. Ooh, Kenny. Ooh, Kenny. Ooh, Kenny. Ooh, Kenny. Mercedes. Is it comeback season? I think it's comeback season. Is it revenge season? I don't think it's revenge season yet. I just think it's comeback season. I think 2024 is going to be revenge. (laughs) Okay. I'll take that. We're going to be blacked out. All black everything. (laughs) That's what I'm predicting for 2024. The hat, the shirt, the shoes. We're going to wear the driver uh, driver suits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just walking around town. But um, this was the first race where the dis- the upgrades were on full display. So the W14 had slimmer side pods, improved uh, front suspension, and an updated floor design. So this car, Whereas it was unveiled in Monaco, we didn't really get to see the strength. And I think you kind of have to play it safe with these new upgrades. You don't want to break the car and, you know, not really have the parts to replace it. So this was a great unveiling, true unveiling of the upgrades because they were quick. Yes, they were. This was, it was just really nice to see Mercedes in 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 the top of the standings. It's nice to see someone else up there. I missed Aston Martin this weekend being up there with them. I think it could have made for some intense racing, but Merck is back. Merck is back. And similar to Perez, Russell starting P12 and ending at P3. Incredible. Also on a tear. I think their races, I know they're driven drivers, but similar sort of like coming from the middle of the pack up to the podium or almost the podium. So great job. Yeah, more snaps. Holding it down. More snaps. I liked the strategy. I felt it was pretty strong. There was good communication about the tires. The soft tires um, were surprisingly holding very well at this Yeah. So I think it really did alter a lot of team strategies and Mercedes in particular, where they could really use the soft tires, pit slightly less than other teams, pit way later, and just like really try to improve their gap in their lead. So. Yeah, very, I think very, very I don't impressive. think Lewis or I think they lasted the softs for 25 laps is what I was I was reading, which is crazy for softs. Yeah. And they showed like the pit sort of how many times the drivers pitted. And I looked up and of course, the top three drivers like at that time in the race had only pitted once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were just going long game. So it really was interesting. And now Mercedes has 33 points from this race. They've surpassed Aston Martin in the Constructors uh, Championships. And then Lewis got 18 points, so he is now P4 in the World Driver Championships. And Russell got 15 points for this race, and he is now P5 in the World Driver Championships. So this kind of shook up the standings, and, you know... We'll see what the next races hold. I don't know if this was like just a really good race, but maybe it's it's a note of something to come. Right. Or the the tides are changing. That's the tides changing. We love we love when things get shaken up. It's so great. 
All right, some little sound bites. Not enough for a main dish. But some side, some side bites. <laughs> little notes, little little, little, little notes. thoughts here. Okay, and there. McLaren. Yeah. I was shook when I saw Lando and P3, I mm-hmm. will say. But again, the whole thing felt weird. It felt like it was an alternate universe, so didn't really fully comprehend him being in P3. Starting the race, turn two, goes on the inside. Lewis is on the outside. Lewis pulls back so he doesn't hit Ferrari. He doesn't hit signs who's in front of him and clips Lando's front wing. Lando goes from being P3 to P19. There goes Lando's race. He needed a new front wing. He, he had, had to, to pit in. immediately to get a new front wing and just went straight to the back of the pack, and he does not have the same pace as, say, a Red Bull, now Mercedes, Aston Martin. He doesn't have that kind of pace to get back to the to the front of the pack. So, unfortunately, Lando ended up in P17. So, that's a bit of a – it's a disappointing weekend because I think they could have at least ended up in the points. But good qualifying. Good qualifying. Great. I think that was the idea of, like, their qualifying was a little um... – like no one really expected them to be in P3 or Lando to I be abs- in P3. Absolutely. So it was a not. really, really nice surprise. I think the team was not anticipating maybe staying in P3, but not ending the race in P17 for Lando. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, his race was just him in the back. There was not a lot of like fighting. It's just that was it. Yeah. That was at it. that at that point. I got to give him kudos of even finishing the race because the I think the frustration that you would feel as if you were Lando because it wasn't like it was Lewis's fault. It wasn't as if like Lewis needed a penalty. He forced it like he caused a collision. It was Lando's fault. Uh, and I just think that maybe to go from such a high of the day before, at le- like even just being in the like a contender to – wow, you went all the way to the back of the pack. It must have hit hard, but I have to give him kudos for even going through with the race because yeah, <laughs> not that would have that that hit me hard, I will say. Listen, the teams can always gather data. There's always an interest in just seeing how the car finishes. But yeah, the, I think that's a really big blow. But you have to finish. Unless your car stops in the middle of the track, you got to finish. <laughs> you got to finish. <laughs> got to do it. Love that for them. Well, speaking of another some, another team that got a little hard hit, Yuki Sonoda, my guy. He always just gets so mad on the radio. I don't even need to be watching the race to when Yuki comes on the radio. I know exactly who it is and who's screaming and yelling at his engineers. They're trying to figure out what's going on with the car, like get just information. He's like, let me race. <laughs> exactly. And I think he was happy. He had some braking issues in Monaco that was now that was fixed. He was saying where were, was fixed for this race. But he did get a five-second penalty for forcing uh, Joe off the track. So I, the reactions were that it was a bit harsh. But I think Yuki is an aggressive driver. Yeah. So I don't really think we were – all that surprise. I think what was bad, about, not bad, like bad about it was he got forced out of the points once he got the five second penalty. So I believe he was around P9 when it happened and he ended up finishing in P12. So 
it's a bit disappointing because I think the same thing happened to him last weekend in Monaco of being in the points and pushing himself or pushing the car too hard and ending out outside of the points again. So yeah, they're there. They're on the cusp of, of figuring something out right there. They're right there. They just got to like, well, was- sorry. Sonoda is right there figuring it out. <laughs> Nick is kind of not there. Nick is around. I don't. He's around. He's a rookie. Like he's, he's, he's a- there yeah. to learn, learn from exactly. Yuki. It's fine. Well, Learn something Ish. from Yuki. Yeah. <laughs> Learn a little bit from Yuki. And like, to be fair, Yuki's race wasn't all that bad. There were no. some overtakes. There was some aggressive driving points. But yeah, I think the the incident with Zhao was it I wasn't surprised he got penalized for that. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, he didn't drive a bad race, I would say. Just no points. No points. For for man's. He'll get it. We've got some more races to go. All right. Ferrari. <sighs> Baby girl, tell me about Ferrari. I feel like Charles, as much as like we want him to be king, he's like the boy who can't be king. I feel like every race there's something that just feels like he's fighting an uphill battle when he should be in the fight for World Drivers' Championships as he has been previous years, or just he has so much potential. And the Ferrari's a great team. I just feel like this past year in current season is rough around the edges. There's always something. I don't even think it's rough around the edges. I think it's like split down the middle. <laughs> Either science or Charles has a good race. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like it's literally <laughs> split in the middle. There's no. There's no rhyme or reason. And I think we joked about it a lot last year. Like, you know, the one team that's consistently inconsistent, it's Ferrari. Like, I think a key thing was Ferrari had some upgrades that they were doing on the car. I believe they had some new side pods that they were showing um, that they were trying. And it obviously didn't go well with him ending P19. And then I believe we talked about like offsite, like out of this conversation that they had some upgrades that they were doing overnight prior to the race restart. There are changes to his suspension and like they replaced and upgraded other key components. So he had to start from the pit, especially with his, you know, standing of Q1, getting knocked out of Q1. So that was his weekend. Yeah. The setup was that. It was just a shit weekend for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have no other words besides yikes. And this is his third race this season of not getting any points. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> that doesn't feel right. It's almost like the – I don't know if the pressure of being a Ferrari driver and even just being a driver in F1 is just getting to him. I wonder what Charles could do if he was on a different team with a bit of a more consistent car. Like, I wonder what would happen if Lance Stroll got dropped this year and Ferrari allowed Charles or what have you, like he got out of his contract and moved to Aston Martin. Be curious what could happen. Um, But I'm wondering if there's more like mental things going on because it just, it, it doesn't make sense of someone of his caliber and driving of not being able to, like P19 or just 
charge through the pack even if you have a bad qualifying or even if you know like it's why, just, how, how how is he not able to do what like sergio's doing i get there in a different car i yeah. know i know but, but i i feel the confusion because we see alonzo he can do it yeah yeah so i agree and he is currently in seventh for the world driver championship with 42 points so he's kind of dropping down mm-hmm. i am nervous for him um and like i said we're getting towards the middle of the season (sighs) i just we need less things to go wrong for ferrari and specifically for charles right well it's like we'll see what law for him yeah exactly we'll see what happens next race but and then i think even a small like in just a last minute small thing to touch on is aston martin wasn't really where I thought they were going to be this weekend. They kind of dropped out. I think Mercedes really replaced them from the the hype, I guess you could say, the hype of the race. Except I will. I texted you. Twitter or Instagram was going wild. I don't have Twitter, um, <laughs> and I barely have Instagram. Where everyone was saying, like, doing all of these. Look, it's the thirty third time we're having the race in Barcelona. This is the thirty second. This will be the thirty third helmet design for Alonso. The track looks like a three, so they're trying to basically do and this could like be an, his thirty third win exactly. And uh, they were just basically trying to make it like almost. I almost like consider it like an angel number thing where you're seeing so many threes. It's destiny. It's fate for Alonso. To- I was going to say conspiracy theory, but oh. angel number makes sense. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's just a weird conspiracy theory from the internet. It's not a cons- – no, it's not a conspiracy theory. <laughs> They're just – everyone thinks the numbers – three somehow is going to save Fernando. That's the – I mean, I believed hidden. it. I was I was, I was, was texting my dad. I was texting Yogi saying it, this is his weekend. It's it's Fernandito's it's his weekend. It's, it's his time. And then so, – And then he – he just ended what? I believe he was P7. P7. He and was then P7. Stroll finished P6. But Stroll, I think they had, even though they finished very similarly, Stroll had a great race. Fernando had like a race. And honestly, if this would have been last season, this would have been an amazing race for Aston right. Martin. <laughs> but now we have different expectations. We do. And we know Fernando is such a strong driver and the Aston Martin really suits his driving style and they can go places with that. And Stroll, just you never really know where he's going to end up with the finish, the finishing of the race. So he didn't do bad. He really held it down and he kind of ate. I know I... I, I have that. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of ate. Okay. But for Fernando, I think it was we expect more from him just given what we've seen this season and the caliber of driver that he is. So, yeah, P7 was not, I think, where we were expecting him. Exactly. Like, I just, this was not in line with expectations. Going back to expectations lead to frustrations, but we still have a lot of season left Aston Martin's been a contender since the beginning and I'm really excited to see where they go and I can't wait to see what they do in Montreal so that's all I've got for Aston Martin now (laughs) things that made me giggle this weekend there were a lot of football players in Barcelona okay so Full disclosure, this week was pretty crazy for me, so I didn't get to watch, like, the grid walk or, like, the pre-race show, but 
Yeah, can you tell me a little bit more about like who was there? Do you did you recognize any of the football players? Mbappe. And then Neymar was there again. Neymar. And they had a lot. I don't know as many um football players as I do footballers. I don't know. I don't know as many. I know that it was a lineup. Like the way that people were reacting, it was as if the whole they they had a little group chat going and were like, "Hey, we're gonna fly to Barcelona, roll through to Spain this weekend." Everyone Absolutely. hop on my hop on my PJ. I'll take you. Yeah, it was like every footballer was there. So I was trying to ask the people I was around, "Wait, what team do they play for? Are they on Barcelona? No, they're on PSG. Oh, why are they there? Like, why are why?" Why? Maybe it's the time of year. I don't know. I think it's the time of year. They were just like, it's or time maybe for us they to go missed, to an F1 race. They missed Monaco and yeah. we're like, okay, well, I'll go next weekend. It's fine. We'll just show up in Spain. And you know who else was there? Who? Shakira. Shakira, Shakira. Okay, 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 okay. Lewis and Shakira. Conspiracy theory number two of the <laughs> podcast <laughs> is that no he had his arm around her and his hand was on her side it wasn't one of those like modest hands it was like a i'm comfortable hands i wish you guys could see my face right now (laughs) all the air has been sucked out of my chest (sighs) well i can tell you at fela the minute shakira came up on the screen everybody screamed (laughs) <laughs> and she was so chill with it. Like the yeah. camera just like randomly hit her in the middle of the race. Like she was just there and she's just kind of gave like a smirk she's and like, then just welcome. disappeared from the screen. And I was like, oh, hey, Shakira. And then, of course, on social media, everyone was like. I think she was the biggest celebrity of the weekend with Shakira. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing Rosalie. And- Rosa- Rosalie. Um, but I think the <laughs> – There were three things that made me laugh in terms of radio or interviews. The first one, and everyone laughed about this, was George Russell (laughs) thinking it was raining. And that was pure. Reporting the rain. And I was like, oh, my God, there's going to be rain. This is going to be amazing. And then five or six laps later, it's like, is anyone else reporting rain? (laughs) I think it's the sweat from inside my helmet. And his engineers came back. We're like, it sounds like it's just you. Uh, I suspect it might be the rain. The sweat in your helmet. Yeah, and I think that whole thing is just so wholesome. And he was being interviewed afterwards. Apparently, he didn't put all of his hair inside of his the baklava. So when he was sweating, it was just dripping down the hair and hitting his visor as he would break. So he would think that it was rain hitting the 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 visor, and it took him a couple of laps to figure out what was going on. But that was funny. Like that, but, that, that made me giggle. To be fair, the clouds looked like it was going to rain. Like, oh, it yeah. It looked like rain was coming at any given moment. So he wasn't far off. It just was him. It was all Conspiracy you theory, Christian Horner must have done a <laughs> voodoo dance to keep the rain away. <laughs> you know what? And it worked. So <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And then I this I noticed when I was after watching the race and re-watching yeah. the race in 30 was when Russell passed Carlos Sainz, I think, to get P3 or P4 at that point. And his engineers just came back and were like, solid. Great job, mate. And Russell was just like, solid. And Toto hops on and was like, it was pretty good. It was good. It was, like, it's all right. Re- yeah, relax. Relax. <laughs> relax there, partner. I think everyone was like, oh, my God. To- like, Toto came onto the radio because he hasn't been on the radio in a hot minute. We so. haven't heard from him during a race in a minute. In a but minute. But that, that was, was pretty funny. That was very funny because he was just so, again, like, that's it? Just that solid? It. Yep. And then the last one 
that I didn't fully appreciate in the moment. <laughs> you had was, to think about it. I had to think about it because I was like, there are two ways it could have. I didn't. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the race, when Nico was, is it Rosberg? Nico Rosberg, former teammate of Lewis Hamilton or Mercedes. He was interviewing the winners, like P- like Russell, Hamilton, and Max Verstappen. And at the end of his interview, he goes, it was good to see you. <laughs> Especially at this track, because they took each other out. <laughs> so, but, like, it's – that's – I can't tell if it's shady. Or I can't like, tell what? if it's shady or if he's like – like, he misses you – like, he misses – Lewis or he's happy to see him like it's good to see is it was it is it actually good to see you up here is it uh, like what do you mean by that playboy like what do you mean so th- that took me a while to try and figure out and then of course like the meme world went wild oh yeah so I thought that was pretty funny like that was that was a good part of the race that was a good one that's actually a really funny like soundbite I'd say yeah. especially with the significance of this track for both drivers when they were teammates and like the level of chaos that was happening when they were teammates. So this that's very interesting comment. You have to almost be in the matrix to understand like what <laughs> happened and why it was so interesting. Cause if right. you will if you wouldn't have watched Formula One, it would have been like, oh, like that's nice of him to say it's good to see you. But then like, you have to be like cool. Yeah, nope. And then you get the context, you're like, oh, oh. this is some real housewife shit. Like, oh they eye in each other. <laughs> I wonder if they run into each other in Monaco, like just out, because I think they both live there. I'm sure that there are some avoid your friends apps just you like, can do. Yeah. <laughs> Not find my friends. It's like your Nico, friends. avoid your friends, and Nico's at the supermarket, so I will not be going right I'll now. I'll be delivering. Yeah. All right. Moving on to driver of the day. Kendall, who'd you vote for? Again, had to watch the race after the fact. So you disappoint me. I listen. You don't disappoint me. You have a life. It's fine. It's goals. Who would you have voted for? I think we know. We know. It was Lewis. I'd vote for Lewis. (laughs) I'm just happy he's on the podium. Right. We're back, baby. Yeah. Mine was also Lewis. Okay. I was about to say it was was Lewis. It was a three-way. It, might, it was no hesitation, Lewis, but it would have been a three-way between him, Russell, and Perez, mm. just given the fact that both Perez and Russell started so far behind, like back in the pack. Almost mo- Russell is more impressive going from P12 to P3. Yeah. So it was between them, but I think it's like it's the underdog. Like I did not expect to see Lewis on P2 this weekend. And it was nice. It was a nice two three for Mercedes. So yeah. and Lewis won. So I'm not the only person. Yeah. The breakdown of like the votes coming in were split between Max, Lewis, and I think Perez, just given how the race was going. And we were just noting that Alonzo and Sainz just weren't in there. Exactly. So but I'm happy for him. Yeah, I haven't seen him voted for driver of the day in a minute. So In a hot minute. Hot minute. And speaking of hot minutes, Max got fastest lap. He sure did. On his soft tires. And those track limits. (laughs) Violating track limits and getting getting fastest fastest lap. lap. (laughs) (laughs) And then I even noticed this on the – like when I was watching the race, the pit stop that – the pit stop that – 
Red Bull did when they pitted Perez, Perez lap 27. I literally wrote that down too. I was like two seconds. It was – I think it said – it was like either two zero or 2.1. And I was like, that's the fastest of the season so far. That was I think they passed two, uh, two seconds on the screen. Like – and I Crazy. literally stood there and I was like, how? How do you – how do you shove four heavy tires on in two seconds? Training. Training. Put those That's boys all they to do. work. That's all they do. I think I could do that. Some I think I could teams- be like, I want to be like back left, rear left. <laughs> okay, but if you mess up, they all look at you crazy. <laughs> They're know. like, I have you watched like when they, there were some really bad pit stops today. Haas. Haas was Haas. one of them. Five seconds. <laughs> no, they had the two the two men at the back of the one car with tripped. the jack. <laughs> yeah, like tri- they're like, who's supposed to be doing this? And I literally said to Andrea what I was saying next, I was like, oh, my bad, bruv. <laughs> bruv I had sorry. <laughs> and, you know, and I feel like they all were looking at him after once they got the t- they all kind of looked over like, God are you damn it, Jerry. Joking? When do you ever trip over your feet? Yeah like that but yeah there are some teams that can definitely take some notes um but two seconds they gotta train that is that requires coordination strength precision and you do it all all the time it's all muscle memory that's it at that point yeah. it's all muscle memory so well for some i don't know but yeah right but for the red bull team that <laughs> was red able bull to team? do what they did this weekend insane crazy do we think they do it in their sleep yes mm. yes yes did you bet this weekend? Unfortunately, there are no more dollars in my betting account. So until someone gifts me the dollars to bet, so Hunter I will be betting in my head. I don't know if you guys noticed last episode, we did not do Moneyline. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, did we, did we just like forget? Maybe I haven't had any weekend? dollars. I have no, had no dollars. No money in the bank. For no me, neither, the bank. for me as well. I have no money in the bank for for betting purposes. Well, I have, yeah, just not for betting purposes. Yeah, I, uh, we have. We can like you know <laughs> survive. I will go get a drink at the bar. All right, but like, <laughs> so no money line. <laughs> no money I, line money. It's also not as fun to just be betting on because you want to bet on someone who who else is going to win the race. And there are things I. Fully would have lost this weekend. You know, one thing I noticed this weekend, every driver finished the race this weekend. There were no, no DNFs. No DNFs, no yellow flags, no I red flags. I would like this was a cut and dry great race. No drama. No I was virtual safety for the cars. rain. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if I it could have been interesting to bet, but that's the thing with Formula One that I start getting anxious about is I have all of these expectations and biases about what I want to happen and why I think it should happen. And statistics don't lie. Data doesn't lie. And I just don't have the statistics or the data. Hence why my bank account's empty. So um, Yogi, if you're listening and you'd like to send me some betting dollars, it'd be appreciated. Yogi's my dad. Um, but <laughs> until ask then. my parents, but I don't want to put them through that. That's so. okay. That's okay. I'll ask my dad. It's fine. It's Yogi, fine. me as well. If you can send <laughs> yeah. over a few dollars, that'd be great. We'll make it back. We'll flip it and make it back. Exactly. Saying we'll flip it in Montreal. So that's the next race for you guys is Montreal, June 18th, celebrating Father's Day and Juneteenth if you're in America. Kenny's going to be out in NY, so we'll have to try and get together. Yes, yes, yes. I'll be out in New York and – We'll have to watch the race in real time. 
Yes. Okay. But until then, follow us on Instagram at girls who have one. I think we have a TikTok at girls who have one. I'm not creative enough to post on that TikTok yet. Um, but we'll get there. But yeah, follow us anyway. <laughs> follow us anyway. DM Kenny. DM we'll me. Talk, and we'll talk to you at the next one. Yes. Bye. Bye.